Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. I am back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back and relax and get ready to sip on this hot tea. What's up, Al Reynolds? What's going on, Claudia? How are you? Very good. Very good. How about yourself? (laughs) I'm good. What's up, Funky? Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. How you doing? You good today? I got my diamonds on. You know, you know, it's so funny because you know you always talk about your diamonds and stuff. And I said, I'm gonna let this girl have it and think she's the only one who got diamonds. And I happen to come back. I'm in Atlanta, and I had to go close out my safety deposit box because I'm finally ready to travel. And I said, I want one of my pieces tonight. Let Miss Claudia know she ain't the only one who got some diamonds, honey. So you know, my mama got pieces too, bitch. Don't don't pull it down. That's cute, though. That's oh, you know, yeah. you got a little eight, 10 carats on your neck. That's cute. I That's like cute. it. You know, you know, little, and your little, little Gucci shirt. Okay. Little, little wrist situation. <laughs> you know, just, you know. Listen, the I. Ring was, the ring was hurting my finger. I hate rings, but. Yeah. Okay. I, listen, I like it. I It's lonely at the top. I would hate to be the only one with diamonds and just dripping. You know what I mean? I like this. <laughs> it feels more comfortable. All right, cool. Oh, look, we're going to have a good show tonight. And uh, Al, I see you sipping on something. What you sipping on tonight, sir? That's water. Nothing but water. You don't want to drink tonight? Uh-uh. Too much Why going not? on. Why not? <laughs> I think you know too much going on right now. <laughs> I'm being messy, low-key, though. <laughs> now, Al. All right. Um, soulmates. Okay, before we get started, soulmates, we have an opportunity for you. Oh, I'm sorry, Funky. I didn't ask you what you're drinking. What you drinking? Nothing water? Air, uh, you know, I want to like it my better self, honey. Okay. All right. Well, before we get started, soulmates, we have an opportunity for you to graduate from the YouTube chat and join us via Zoom live in a special segment called The Hot Seat. Now, if you're a soulmate, you know we've done this before. Now, if you're a super fan of TGIF and you want to get up close and personal with your favorite talk show host, that's us, send in your name, photo, and a brief blurb about yourself to TGIF at Fox soul.tv that's tgif at foxsoul.tv we can't wait to see who comes on and see who's a super fan all right y'all let's get into these stories okay we have more details on the montgomery riverfront brawl according to documents obtained by tmz eyewitness told police that a white man who attacked a black deckhand was heard yelling the n-word and making threats about getting his gun now, this is something we didn't hear before. We were assuming it'd be a hate crime, but this, I think, kind of helps to be, you know, deemed as that. Al, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think about this? Oh, we're, we're super excited to hear this news. We're super excited to have an eyewitness come forward and say that that word was used because the police chief during his press conference says he did not know or did not have any evidence to make it a, a hate crime. Therefore, the criminal charges were what they were, which were misdemeanors, right? Or, or something on a smaller level. Now that it's a hate crime, it comes with not Press only with the they're fine, but it also comes with more years. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it definitely helps uh, our side, right? Q, what are your thoughts? And you know what's so funny? Because the rumor mill is talking in the streets are talking Claudia and Allen. Things even get more interesting in the race department. I don't know how many of you guys tuned into the Breakfast Club, but the Breakfast Club was reporting, and I'm reporting this directly from the Breakfast Club, that there was a black nurse um, from Selma, Alabama, who stated that the uh, white people from the brawl refused service at the hospital because the medical staff was black and they called the police fearing for their safety. So 
you know, yeah, I stand corrected because yesterday I did say it looked like a bar fight. We don't we don't know if race was a factor. You, some of y'all call me naive and maybe I am at times. Um, I just don't love to automatically jump to the race thing because America is so tense right now. Uh, but this was definitely a, a racial crime. And these people definitely got some damn issues. So y'all continue to flood uh, their business pages out. Um, go ride now, sit in front of their house and they and hear y'all cars, sit out in front of their business, go in their parking lot, eat crab legs and throw the shells in the parking lot, <laughs> eat candy paper and throw the snicker paper and the juice wrappers all in their parking lot. Let y'all kids walk past their store and cuss if you smoke cigarette butts, flick it all down to their parking lot because we don't respect them racist bitches. <laughs> Imagine you got your ass kicked, right? You go to the hospital like, oh, my God, I think my jaw is broken. Ain't nothing but black people at the hospital that you got to go get care for. And then you try to leave town and you know what? Listen, I don't care how white a city is. All the black people work at the airport. It's all black people at TSA checking you in. It, it's like got to be a night. It's got to be tough in America to be black. Then you want to go to the restaurants or you want to like look at TV and all the popping TV shows and music. Guess what? Surprise! Four of us. So, you know, you might as well just... Everywhere you look, it's going to be us. It just speaks, Claudia, to how much, you know, and, and a lot of y'all get upset when I call racism mental illness. And I'm not saying it as a way to excuse them out of it. I'm calling it mental illness because it just doesn't make sense. It's a way of thinking that just does not make any sense the fact that you see somebody and based on their skin color alone, it automatically invokes negative feelings and a negative response. And it boosters up all of this hate inside of you. Something is off with your brain if that's how you operate. I agree. And um, Zebraland says also, this isn't the first time this pontoon group has done this. They have been warned in the past about doing this, but they felt entitled like the prior warnings didn't apply to them. Well, this is, we expect this, this sense of entitlement, like, and they feel like they can police everybody, tell black authority figures, no, it doesn't apply to them. I mean, they were even just, I mean, you saw disrespectful they were to the black president. They definitely gonna be disrespectful to a black deckhand, you know? Yeah. All right, one note, uh, one white man has been charged with third degree assault and there are currently warrants out for the other two white men in the attack. We will definitely keep you posted on my favorite story of 2023 so far. All right, R&B singer Neo was feeling the heat from social media after he made comments about transgender children. Watch this clip. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. All right, Al, what do you think about his actions? What do you think about this, uh, um, Alan, what he said? Um, there are two things here. So we got to remember that initially he apologized. Well, now we found out he didn't really do it. He he is uh, inferring that it was his publicist who apologized or, or submitted that original apology. I don't see there's anything wrong with it. Like he said, he he's a father and he can have his opinion. And I, I have to echo his opinion as it relates, in my opinion, when it comes to medically medical decisions or big time medical decisions. I feel like if the parent is there, the parent has the ability to say, hey, this is a big step. And I think you should wait if the parent doesn't approve. I think you should wait until you're 18 to make your own decisions. All right, Al, what do you think? I mean, Funky, what do you think about this? You know, I, listen, I, I definitely agree. I, I'm, I'm going to take the trans aspect out of it for two seconds. Anything having to do with a major irreversible or life-changing decision, yes, it is the parent's job to shield the child and make them wait. The only thing that I don't like about the 18 and over conversation is that a lot of transphobic people, they try to hide behind that argument and pretend like, okay, I'm not cool with it. But then the minute they turn 18, then I don't have a problem with it. And it's like, you know what, some of y'all try to hide behind this 18 and over thing 
you know, so you mean to tell me when the child is 17.9, you're not all right with it, but day 18.1, magically you're no longer going to have an opinion and you're going to be fine with the lifestyle, the, the lifestyle as y'all call it, or the choice. Miss Neo, I can respect anybody who say what they mean, mean what they say and stand firm in their word while they walk and they talk. And that's what he did, whether I agree with his opinion or not. I respect the fact that he said what he said and and, and take it or leave it. Yeah, I, I agree with any uh, major uh, decision, you know, life altering major decisions. I mean, even drinking and smoking and driving cars, we have rules for that. And I think there should be a different set of standards for the trans uh, for, for that conversation. I think we should kind of keep it. I think that's where we get a problem. I think we should keep things kind of consistent across the board. Then there's no problem. No one can. There's nothing to be mad about. But here, here, here's the other thing, too. I find it odd and I find it hypocritical sometimes because we have other stories that are unrelated to trans and the dominant community as a whole is quick to say, well, that's those people, children, that's their household. Let, let people raise their children the way they want to raise them. A lot of parents on this feed, y'all don't want people to intercede when y'all make decisions about y'all children, when it comes to discipline, so on and so forth. So, you, you know, it, 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 it's a sketchy thing. While I do think that the decision should be, you know, put off to the child becomes an adult. What happened to letting that parent do what they feel is best for their child? Because we, having our opinions, not having children and not being in the household, we don't know what conversations that that parent may have had with that child over the span of their life. We don't know what psychiatric and psychological care that that parent may have taken with that child before they turn 18 to make that decision. So it really isn't our place to dictate how other people doctor and not doctor their children. Yeah. And that's why I think to not be hypocritical, maybe there needs to be a standard age for adult type decisions. You know, I don't know. Or let's just care less about what people do in their house. I mean, that's also a way to go about it. I'm leaning towards the latter. I'm leaning towards the latter because here's the thing. If I sex change my child at three years old, it literally doesn't affect the daily operations of your life whatsoever. And I said three years old as an extreme. Nobody's getting a sex change at three years old. But the point is, if I get my child a sex change, it doesn't impact you or yours one way or another. So what are we really arguing here? Well, maybe, and I know we don't want to spend too much time on this, but maybe it's like this. There, there are, there's an argument to be made that there's a lot of terrible parents out there and there have to be, and for some people, unfortunately, there needs to be some rules or they will let them do anything. There's kids that parents that want to do drugs with their kids and drink with their kids, right? So we have laws against that, right? So I, I agree on some sort of guide, guidelines, but I, I agree with you as well. Like, also, you can't be micromanaging people's households, but I don't know, we have to find a happy medium where there is guardrails in place to protect people. Because listen, you said three, okay? Say someone's okay with 11. You know what I mean? We go through phases. There was times I thought I was a superhero and I could fly and I jumped and busted my ass. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that, you know, our, our minds aren't ready for. So I, I'm sure we're going to keep on talking about this because it keeps popping up because it keeps being trending. But um, I think that's how we get to a better understanding. We keep having these conversations, right? All right, uh, next topic. Wayne Brady recently came out as pansexual. He said, to me, pan means being able to be attracted to anyone who identifies as gay, straight, bi, transsexual, or non-binary. Does this news surprise you, Al? I don't think it's a big surprise. You know, these rumors have been swirling around Hollywood for a number of years. And also him coming out has been swirling around Hollywood these last couple of months. I'm so proud of Wayne Brady for stepping into this space because I've been there. And and, and, and the best part is it's not about what we think. It's about his journey. It's about how he feels. And it's about his obstacles that he's got to overcome with his sexuality. Now, I'm not trying to be funny, but I am in a way, but I'm being real. The only thing I hope is that he doesn't step out with a white man. And is that like being too selfish? Because, um, you know, we see that trend, especially with our super successful um, black entertainers. Um, other than that, you know, I support him and good luck. I don't think it's going to going to affect his business in any way. The people that support Wayne Brady support Wayne Brady for who he is, because he's just that type of guy. And if I'm honest, I think he's pretty handsome. Are you shooting your shot? <laughs> he's very rich. I know that's your time. You like them rich ones now. <laughs> Wayne Brady, if you're watching, I'd uh, like to go to Press Stations with you in L.A. 
Oh, that's funny. Imagine that. Q, can you see him without Wayne Brady? Alan I, I, believe it or not, I actually could see Wayne Brady and Al Reynolds together. Al, they've got the personality type that look like it would probably match and Al would be running all the business affairs and all the brand deals and um, yeah, I can see it happen. But to Al's point, I I, I do kind of hope in this situation he don't pop out with no damn white white man either. But it, it, it gives me that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen it really right? gives me like at the award show when he goes to do his big you know you know reveal in this area of his life that it's gonna be all young you know Malibu Barbie Ken type of white boy too whatever the case may be. But me. Or, I mean, this didn't even hit like a big reveal. Like, this hit like a girl, okay. <laughs> like, because it's giving a child we been new tease. It's just giving like a... And, and, and as a gay, as a resident car-holding gay, <laughs> I hate to be as ignorant and say as ignorant of a thing that I'm about to say. But girl, you was too engulfed in the Broadway and the singing and the dancing and the theater and the plays to not be a part of the community, girl. We been knew you was a part of the community, Miss Wayne. So come on in. The church, the doors of the church is open. And we just hope that now that you use this pansexual situation for whatever it is you use it for, that you start doing some advocacy work within the community with your platform. And don't be one of those gays that just came out because you're trying to protect yourself from extortion, but then you want to sweep your gayness under the rug or your pansexualness under the rug because you you know still don't want your Hollywood friends to look at you weird. You're a part of the community now. You want us to accept you. We need you to now start doing some work. You know, on one hand, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I mean, I don't know how this, we need this information. Who cares? Like, it's none of our business, right? And I also think, damn, I wish you were just like, if you're going to come out, come out and be like, bam, I'm bisexual. What? I'm standing behind. I feel like pan is kind of a way to like soften the blow a little bit. Like, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm, is that really groundbreaking? Because a lot of us don't. You know, the average person that doesn't talk about this all the time, right? It's like, what? Okay. And I feel like he could have made a bigger impact to say I'm gay or I'm pan or I'm bisexual. Is Janelle? Say, is Janelle? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I do want to make one point um, because a lot of people make the comment that you made. This is information we don't need to know. You know, everybody likes to do this whole throw your hand up. This is information we don't need to know. I want to say this though, Claudia. That comes from a place of privilege, right? Because you organically and naturally are treated as a heterosexual woman. People automatically assume when you walk through a door, you're a heterosexual woman and you're treated as such. People's sexual orientation, there is a reason for it to come out, okay? And it's as simple as this, Claudia. We're co-workers, we're at a dinner party. I don't want you trying to hook me up with your sister. You see what I'm saying? I don't want you trying to hook me up with your, your, your neighbor next door. So there are social implications and reasons why it is kind of important why people do know which way you swing. Hmm. I guess. <laughs> hey, y'all, just so y'all know I'm straight. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we have a comment. Uh, Tricky said pansexuals are about vibes and connections. Love is love. So it's more of a soul thing, I guess. Is an energy thing? Is that the difference? Or is it that I don't want to say bisexual? Listen, I can't take on any more letters. Or I mean, either. It's the whole. So I, I don't even have the mental bandwidth at this point to explain that or, or understand that. Yeah. Girl, don't, you don't even try it either. Just go to commercial child. Oh, I'm not. I'm done. I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm moving on my straight privilege self. All right, y'all. Coming up next, a celebrity's claiming the poorhouse. So sad. And later, the messy state of Florida, of course, in the news, because that's what they do. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. All right, y'all. Music artist Will I Am has been going viral for declaring that he's an ultra feminine man. William told the podcast, The Diary of a CEO, that he was raised by his mother and didn't have a father to guide him. He said, a lot of people question if I was gay because I was feminine. 
He added, I like girls, never was attracted to men. I'm attracted to females, but I'm feminine. What are your thoughts on what Will I Am said, Al? I thought it was very interesting because, I mean, I have never read, you know, the blogs or stories slamming him or talking about his sexuality. So it was kind of weird to see him come forth with this information. Maybe it was something that he has been intending to talk about, but never got to. Or I was thinking maybe because he just had that that he just released that song, Mind Your Business with Britney Spears. And since it's been such a flop, he's been trying to get back into a media cycle to promote maybe the song. I just didn't understand what was the purpose of him sharing this information. I mean, um, he came from Black Eyed Peas. You know, that's an eclectic type of group. No one was really questioning his sexuality, were they? Or were we ever interested? I don't know. But I just didn't, I just didn't get a feel as to why it was so important for him to share this information. Him? What are your thoughts? I don't think anybody really cared, but I hate what he said. I hate, yeah, people always say one or two sentences too much. I hate that he attributed being feminine to it being an absence of his father, because that's already one of those anti-gay talking points that you gay because you ain't got a man in the house or you're feminine because a man's not around. And that's so not the truth. You hear the countless stories about children who come from beautiful two-parent households and the dad catches the son in the heels and the mom's makeup, or he still turns out feminine like People want to believe so much that the, the male in being there is what makes you masculine versus being feminine. And it's just not the case. Maybe Will I Am himself doesn't even understand everything that went into his personality. Or maybe he does. I don't know. But I just don't like it because now this is all they need to, to continue with their talking points of if your son is gay, just make him do some push-ups to toughen him up. And that, that's just not how this works. That's not how uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to push back on you on that one, Q, because I don't think he's talking about being gay. He's talking about being feminine and masculine. <laughs> well, I mean, and right, I, think, and I, I think that he has a very strong point because I, too, I mean, it's a, I'm a different story, but I, too, was raised by my mother and my two sisters and all my aunts. And I wish I did have that father figure there to to toughen me up a little bit, to make me understand the position of a man. And it's the basic things like you always open the door for the woman. You always protect her when you're out. You have you have a responsibility as a young man when you're around women to do to do to have these duties. And you do have to carry yourself in a certain way and men teach you that and so i i actually liked that he shared that because he's saying look i didn't have a lot of examples of how to be a man and i wish i did and if i did i'm he's saying he's straight he's saying as a straight man if i did i wouldn't be so feminine because growing up i know i just all i wanted to do was please my my mother please my sisters please my aunts they were my role models. So they were the people who I wanted to emulate in a positive way. If I had a man there, he would have taught me the other side of that respect, right? And how a young man is supposed to respect and stand in that space as a young man. That's how I interpret it. I, I could see that. Um, you know, I, 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 there may be a correlation. I mean, I, you, you see in the last, this last generation, it seems like there's a lot of feminine men, not saying they're gay, but just feminine men that didn't have a father figure going around. And they, people say a woman can't teach a man how to be masculine, right? As much as they say black women are so masculine, but we still can't teach a man how to be a man. We right. tell them we'd like them to be. I, I, I actually do think both parents are important in the home. I really do. And shout out to him for doing that. I mean, that's not coming out, but he's saying, hey man, sometimes I'm feminine because I'd have a dude around me to teach me how to be masculine, I guess. All right. Sexuality is like such a sex, sexuality, and gender and identity is so prominent. It is. And I think we need to speak to this comment that we have over here from Tristan Lee, who says, my dad was very present in my life and in my household, and I'm very gay and very femme. You know, I always leave you guys with the quote from the Honorable Toni Morrison, which says, if you pull a glove inside out, it must still be a glove. So if the absence of a father in the house makes one feminine, then his presence should make one masculine. And how do you explain someone like Tristan Lee, who had a father, a manly father, and still turned out feminine? Because he's gay. He's gay. He's gay. 
Will I am is saying that he is not gay. Oh, there's a flaw he in that now. He didn't have a role model. There's a flaw in what. Okay. There's a flaw in what you're saying now because now the implication is if you're gay, you naturally. Oh, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Tristan Lee. That's Tristan Lee's experience. I'm saying that to have a male figure that teaches you masculine traits instead of following behind your mother because you don't have one teaching you other traits cannot hurt in teaching you how to be more masculine period why are we making it a bad thing that a person wants to learn how to be masculine that's okay if you are a straight man and you want to learn to be masculine that's okay it's okay it's okay to be masculine All right, y'all. Good, good conversation. That's what we're here no, for. No, it was a stupid conversation, but go ahead. No, it wasn't stupid. It was stupid. Because you don't agree doesn't make it stupid. We're supposed <laughs> to have these kind of conversations. Come on now. All right. All right. Woo. All right. Social media was outraged after a clip resurfaced of Jennifer Gardner asking Regina King about her ancestry. The clip is from 2017. And it shows Regina King at a round table with other actors, including Jennifer Gardner. Now, King was talking about her experience growing up in Los Angeles. When Jennifer interjected and to ask, but do you know where your ancestors are from? King responded, we're part of the triangle, triangle slave trade. But what do you think about Jennifer's question? And do y'all see the video? It seems like she was trying to really like dig, dig until she got a Africa slave question answer. Being from LA simply was not good enough for Jennifer Gardner. What do you think about this, Al? I mean, honestly, the the video didn't spark interest for me when it happened six years ago, and it still doesn't spark interest for me now. Um, you know, clearly some people have viewed it as a as a loaded question and attacking Regina, even if Jennifer didn't mean any harm in asking it. This is intent versus impact. Intent is what you meant to do, but impact is how it came off and how people interpret it. And I think that's what we're looking here. So whether she meant to or not, the impact is one that didn't make people feel good about how she attacked Regina. All right, Q, did you think it was shady or I think she was just being, just asking her questions? I think she was just asking her questions. I think people are reverse engineering upset. The whole dinner was about your origins and quiet as it's kept. Most of us don't. I, that, that's what she was trying to get at. I literally was having a conversation at the bar with a Honda cars B and we were talking about, uh, I was with my Cuban friend and Venezuelan friend. And I was like, what's a poor Cuban person's meal? And she told me what it was. So what's a poor Venezuelan person's meal? They told me what it was. They asked me, what was a poor person's meal of your culture? And my response was, you know what? I don't know my culture. I don't know where I really come from. I don't know what my people originally practiced, what we ate or what our customs were. And it led me to do my 23andMe ancestry where I found out that I was 49% Nigerian. So I, I don't think that there was anything wrong with the line of questioning. Unconditional Ocean 11 agrees with you. said, I think the conversation uh, itself about was about ancestry, that's why she asked, like, no biggie. All right. Uh, coming up next, find out what a Florida mayor found on her fishing trip. And later, after Jonathan Major's court drama continues, continue, stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIS. Shout out to the people in the chat. The soulmates keeping it lively and popping. We see you. All right, whether good, bad, ugly, just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. That's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. All right, if you thought Florida couldn't get any worse, think again. Florida has approved a new type of educational program to teach history lessons in a way that fits the new state guidelines. Take a look at this clip of Frederick Douglass giving a lesson on his depiction of slavery. Oh, Lord. Let's look at this clip. I'm certainly not okay with slavery, but the Founding Fathers made a compromise to achieve something great, the making of the United States. It was America that began the conversation to end it. But Leo is correct that big problems need to be approached very carefully. It wasn't that bad. It was a compromise that America had to do to make it the great place it is now. We had to rape people, just kidnap them, cut the babies out the stomach, throw them in the sharks' mouths, in the ocean, feed the babies to the alligators. 
But at the end of the day, America got America. Q, it's what the Florida saw. You know what? I got the right mind to even abandon Florida right now because I'm actually in Georgia and I'm about to move my ass back to Georgia because Florida's just giving me too much of the blues. But here's the thing, right? Of course, we all know changing the curriculum, fudging the truth, trying to whitewash history is a horrible thing to do. Honestly and truly, they could have used this same cartoon, used history as it was, and shifted the emotional impact that it had on white children by teaching them to identify with the true abolitionists and not identifying with the slave masters. That's all, because that's all they had to do. They could have left history intact, and instead of making them feel guilty about white people owning slaves, teach them that, but there were good white people, and you guys should identify with those people. You guys should be abolitionists in 2023 when you see racial injustice, and not like the bad people of yesteryear. That was all that needed to be done to absolve them of this fear of white children somehow feeling you know, so impacted and so whatever, whatever the case may be. But once again, Florida dropped the ball. This is Ron DeSantis. Honestly, when it comes to this type of stuff, y'all, I, I, there is no defense of it when it comes from Florida because it's just yeah we never really hear much about the white abolitionists and those were the right. good guys in this fight that's what they should have highlighted and and the fact that white folks have not even said that like why are they they actually they should be the ones doing that not us that's really not our job they they should be the ones that's like hey guys we weren't all bad we're not all bad but I guess I'm the only one over here extremely pissed this is extremely oh. dangerous. It's grossly alarming. I almost threw my lunch up when I watched this whole clip. What the hell is going on? And these kids are entering back into the classrooms in the next couple of days if they're not there already. These parents need to organize a walkout, a sit-in, or something. Where is the NAACP? Where is the Urban League? Where is the civil rights activist? Tamika Mallory, you need to go to Florida. This is ridiculous. VP, uh, Vice President, Madam Kamala Harris, you need to do more. Whatever it is you're doing, you need to accelerate this. I don't ever want my grandchildren, my great grandchildren to be listening to this bullcrap. Stop rewriting history to make people feel comfortable. This is horrible and I don't like it. They need to be having boycotts, sit-ins and everything because this is going to end up tainting the minds of our young black kids and not them knowing exactly what they, their family and their forefathers had to go through in order for them to still be here today. I don't like it. Well, we all know the Republican Party is very much, sorry, that's probably my mother calling me, very much <laughs> full, full of it, right? Yeah. So I get it. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. This is very bad. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. My bad. Uh, listen, I have a point. So listen, um, the misty with the state outrage about how we're worried about white kids and how bad they feel, right? Because you don't worry about the mental health of the white kids that are coming up in there with guns and shooting up the school. You, you, like the, this is the same party, the same people that ain't tripping on 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 the guns in the schools, right? But it's just they somehow can't handle reading history from from years ago. But right now you're okay with them getting blasted. Like I I just the way they. Just, I don't know, pick and choose. All right, this is what the Florida, so let's get to some more Florida news. Meanwhile, school districts across central Florida are requiring signed permission slips to allow kids to use nicknames in class. According to the new rule, if the kid's name is Robert, but likes to be called the nickname Rob, the form must be filled out authorizing teachers and other personnel to call Robert uh, the nickname Rob. Funky, what? Come on, Funky. I mean, y'all have just really stacked my caseload with some unwinnable cases tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, quiet as is kept. I'm on the execution at this damn point. This is beyond obvious what they're doing. This type of stuff uh, uh, hurts me and infuriates me. Anybody who's been following knows that my number one trigger is playing on my intelligence. That's the quickest way to get me to hit you in the face. Um, this is clearly an attack on the trans community, wrapped up in kids wanting to be called nicknames. I'm just truly concerned about why DeSantis, Trump, and their followers are just so concerned with these three things, race, history, and homosexuality slash transness. Those and abortion. And abortion. Those seem to be the only things they're worried about. And to be honest with you, those four things 
are the least impactful to the people making the noise on a day-to-day basis. I'm just confused as to where we are right now as a society. Once upon a time, the Republican Party used to be about small government and about being fiscally responsible. And we never even hear about that anymore. We just hear about these cultural issues because that's resonating with their ridiculously ignorant base. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Al, what do you think about this? (laughs) Once again, I'm outraged. Where are the parents? Where is the ACLU? Where are the lawyers? If it was something against the majority, I promise you the lawyers would be stepping up. I promise you the ACLU will be protecting civil rights. I mean, uh, will be protecting uh, people' rights. Where are the parents around this? Where are the transgender? Where are the? Where are all those activist groups? To me, if you if you force this type of of rule in a classroom, you're only intensifying the mental health issues that could develop from this. And mental health issues develop in the form of suicide for young kids, in the form of school shootings for young kids, in the forms of violent behavior against those who have to who have to you know follow these rules that don't make any sense to them. None of this makes any sense to me, and I don't understand how no one's outraged and no one's upset, especially the parents. I hope people are very alarmed about what they see happening right in front of our eyes in America as far as rights. The fact that we need a permission slip to call someone by a nickname that they want. Like it is getting to a point where we're going to look very much like North Korea or China, the same countries we criticize. They're already making you have a baby from a rapist. Got to have a permission slip for a nickname. They change in history. They lying about history. The media is all messed up. We are heading down a very slippery slope. But you know, the the other part, Claudia, in in that slippery slope is we didn't address the transgender side of this. So the teacher has the right. You might want to be referred to, and your mother may have signed off on you being called Angela, even though, you know, originally your name was John. I'm making this up. However, that teacher will still have the right, whether or not, to respect your pronoun. What? Like, what is really going on? So if that teacher doesn't buy into you being a trans child or doesn't want to respect your pronoun, that teacher doesn't have to respect your pronoun. And nobody else in the administration, including any of the workers at the school, have to respect your pronoun. I'm sure we'll be talking about this again because it's always in the news. All right. Another Florida news. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor had the catch of the day while fishing the Florida Keys. She got some keys, too. While fishing with her family, Castor reeled in a package containing 70 pounds of that coca, that cocaine. That's 25 bricks of coke, according to the Border Control. Funky, I know you say this is why the drug money is all messed up down there. I mean, Listen. Which I feel bad. I actually feel bad for you tonight because there's a lot of no quiet as as messed up as Florida is right now and everything we got going on. The bitch need to give me one of the bricks so I can make two lines. Quiet as skip. That's really how I'm feeling right now because it feels like y'all, we are fighting so many different fights. But when it comes to the cocaine, God know who to let find Claudia and Al. The next time it's time for us to do a show and I'm a no call, no show. That's because I was on one of my fancy boats and I found me a cooler for the and I found somewhere to trade it in and get my how, when it was, how much was it? $41 million? No, no, no. $1.1 million. It's equal 41. Here's my thing. If the spirit did lead me to turn in some of it because I thought somebody saw me that damn thing damn sure gonna come up short. I'm damn sure not turning in all of it because I'm not giving free money to the government, to the officials, for them to turn around and put it on the streets and pocket the money. I'm gonna eliminate the middleman and pocket the money myself, and that's on period. The views expressed by Funky Don Ever and him selling drugs is not that of... Doing lines. <laughs> all right, y'all. Keep it locked because coming up next, the latest in the Jonathan Majors trial and later rapper 50 Cent reveals his celebrity crush. Y'all, his crush is not who you think it'd be. Keep it locked.
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, there's an update on actor Jonathan Major's domestic battery case. The trial has been delayed because the accuser has allegedly left the country. NYPD is looking to arrest the accuser, Grace Jabari, who initially said that Majors attacked her back in March of this year. Now, Jonathan Majors has denied these allegations, and the trial has been pushed back until September 6th. What are your thoughts on this, Al Reynolds? Hey, this is what good money gets you. Good money gets you good lawyer, good lawyers. And I think I've said this before. I said I I predict that he's going to get out of this case. And I've watched it all stack up and I've watched it all unveil. Now we saw the lawyer, you know, the first thing they did was a PR push with Megan Good. Second thing, we saw the lawyer file an accusation back against her on um, domestic violence. Um, the thing about her escaping or or going out of the country, obviously she's allowed to go out of the country. She's allowed to go out of the country as long as she quote can pretend like she didn't know anything about the, the next the domestic violence complaint. Um, and also, if she does know about the domestic violence complaint, she could just have a lawyer, you know, reach out and represent her on her behalf until she comes back into the country. The interesting thing here is I don't think she's going to make it back in the country before that trial. And I think it's probably going to be a mistrial or it's going to be dropped. Archie said she was paid shut up money. Uh, yeah. Q, do you think that's the case? Or what do you think? Most, most, most definitely. This whole situation is one big concerted effort. It smells recent conspiracy theory. The only thing about it is the damage is already done. You know, that that that's the sad part. He can't get back the endorsements that he lost. They're not going to go back and reinstate him in the movie roles that they've taken away from him because his name has been sullied. And that's the unfortunate thing about being in our industry, rather proven innocent or guilty or not. The fact that your name is associated with the scandal is enough for them to pull deals and take you out of work. So... It's like on one token, I'm happy the brother's not going to jail, but what quality of life does he have next when his reputation is ruined? And we also know that whether he gets found guilty or not, people going to believe what they want to believe. And the jury is out on him that he's a woman beater. And then there are other people that said, oh, Lisbon, other incidences, allegedly. Alexa said she already said she would make it all go away and take it back. They made her leave the country and take the blame. And production, can you put the picture of him back up there? Verlissa Hunter said, Jonathan's face always like he's saying, not me, girl. He does. <laughs> too funny. He makes like this weird look all the time. I don't get it. <laughs> Why does he do that? Megan, girlfriend, please tell your man to stop doing that. Not me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A 62-year-old white woman was caught on video assaulting a black child in Greensboro, North Carolina. Apartment manager Kimberly Jennings asked the 11-year-old boy and his 8-year-old sister to leave the pool area because they didn't live at the complex. When the kids refused to leave, Kimberly assaulted the boy. This was such a disgusting video by throwing a soda in his face and hitting him. And he did not react. Like he took it. It was so sad. What are your thoughts on this, Al? Where are the folding chairs? Because I'm going to get one and I'm going to go take a visit with to her myself. This is only 35 miles from where I grew up from in Horsebastard, Virginia. This happened in Greensboro, North Carolina. There's so many things that were inappropriate about this. And I am glad that they finally have arrested this woman. But I need for them to turn this into a hate crime because of what was said. Number one, she had no right to throw water in that young man's face. They saw in the video, if they show the video again, the kids were putting their shoes on and they were leaving because there were two escorts around them. So number one, why are you throwing water on their face to humiliate them? Number two, why are you taking the can that you threw water on them and you're hitting them in the head? That is a 12-year-old kid and you have no right to, to harass or to hit him, that's assault. And number three, which which was the most alarming to me, if you watch the whole video, there are two black men who are escorting or assisting this, this manager with the property and watching this old go down. How could you possibly, how could you possibly watch this 62 year old woman do this to these young kids and not step in and do something? Everything from the top to the bottom on this is unacceptable. And I hope that she gets the maximum fine of 150 days in jail and a $2,000 fine.
We should. Keith, what do you think about this and this raggedy bitch? Well, you know, it's funny, because you said, how could they do it? And, and I'll say uh, poverty exploitation. They probably were thinking they need Deja. They probably knew it was wrong, but they probably know how for her works. And they know that if they would have spoke up, they probably would have lost their little piece of job. You know, it. I said on a YouTube video that violence is never the answer, but sometimes it's the solution. All right. I'm going to repeat that. Violence is never the answer, but sometimes it's the solution. They mamas need to come out there and whoop her ass. I mean, that that just really is all to it. She needs somebody to knock her ass hard enough in her damn face because she knows that it's wrong and she knows that she won't want nobody to do it to her kids. The women and men, white people that think like this racist, of course, not just right, just normal acting, behaving people. How do you look at a kid that just wants to play outside in a pool in the middle of summer, harass him like this, throw soda in his face, water in his face, hit him? How do you, how do you look at a kid that's not even fighting back? He's not yelling at you. He's not disrespecting you. He's like just taking it. How do you sleep at night? How, how, how are you okay with this? And then if it's your kid, you ready to flip tables over. Why don't people think like, this is someone's kid like I have a kid? Where is the, the humanity in this? And why does this black skin bother you so much that you would do that? I, I don't understand how you like look at someone like that that's not even doing anything and you just do that to a kid. And he just, the fact that he's sitting there makes it even worse. Yeah. Gloria, you know? this is upsetting me so much, girl. Just go to break. We are. All okay. right. Coming up, 50 Cent talks about it is sexy. Celebrity crush. It's not who you think it is. Keep it here. Well, welcome back to the show. Soulmates, we have an opportunity for you to graduate from the YouTube chat where y'all be chatted up and join us live via Zoom in a special segment called The Hot Seat. Now, if you're a super fan of TGIF and you want to get up close and personal with your favorite talk show host, then send your name, photo, and a brief blurb about yourself to TGIF at foxsoul.tv. We cannot wait to meet you. And soulmates, if you're celebrating a birthday this month, send us an email with your name and photo so we can give you a birthday shout out on an upcoming episode. Let's do it the right way. So email us. All right. Let's get back to some more topics. 50 Cent sent in a recent interview with Men's Health Magazine that his celebrity crush is none other than veteran Hollywood actress Helen Mern. Now, 50 Cent confessed that the 78-year-old Oscar-winning actress has been his longtime celebrity crush. 50 said she's sexy. She'll look at you and go, ooh, bleep. I don't care how old she gets. I don't give a bleep what nobody says. She's sexy. She's going to be sexy forever. What do you think of 50's celebrity crush, Al? And do you think she's sexy? Um, Good for him. My, sex, my celebrity crush at that age would be like an Angela Bassett. Like, I don't see what he's seeing that woman. I know she's super talented. I know she has a new movie coming out, all that great stuff, but... She don't do it for me. Angela Bassett does. Thank you. What do you think? I think Helen Mirren is very sexy. I think her, I think Mae Musk is very sexy. Um, there's a lot of, oh, Diane Carroll was an older sexy woman. And it goes to show that sexiness is not physical. It's an energy that you exude. It's a, you know, it's that thing that I got that y'all want. You know, it, it's it's that <laughs> thing. It, it's that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you can't have none. I think he's trolling. I think that is not a celebrity crush. I think he just say that because 50 is a genius when it comes to getting people to talk about him. He knows to say stuff that we're going to be like, wait, what? And he is amazing at that. Um, I call cap on this 50. I don't believe it. I don't. All right, check out this moment from Facts and Law, the Facts and Law podcast, pod show, I'm sorry, on YouTube. A woman implemented a new set of rules in her household after she caught her husband cheating. Take a look. I, I never wanted to not be with you. I never wanted to be without you. I want to do life with you. But in the process of all this happening, you a liar. You got you a and I had to hear from this what y'all relationship was about. So what we gonna do is we gonna stay together. We gonna have a beautiful life together for the rest of our lives. We gonna continue getting money together. We gonna continue raising this little girl together. We gonna have a fabulous home. We're gonna love and take care of each other. But I'm gonna other people. And I hope you do too. Oh, yes. 
Are we here for these new rules? I know I am, Al. What you think? It's good for you. Um, I think I think she had me until she said, and I watched the entire pod show. Um, she said she's not gonna leave, but she also said that she's not gonna have sex with him anymore. And she said that she's gonna have sex with other people. Now she had me until I don't know too many men that are going to live in the same house with you, raise a child with you, pay all the bills or pay most of the bills, make money with you, but allow you, but not have sex with you, but allow you to go out of the house and have sex with other men. I don't know, that's the only part that was a little bit weird for me. Anything else, I think I could understand where she was coming from. All right, Q? Much like Al's point, she was good until she said the whole not have sex with him. But I am here for it because there, there is a such thing in a relationship when you're in too deep to leave. You know what I'm saying? When we got businesses commingled, when we've got children, when our brands depend on both of us being together. Yeah, cheating might not be enough for us to leave, but we're going to reconfigure our arrangement. So I, I, I can feel the hybrid restructuring of the marriage. I see a hurt woman that... Probably means half of what she said right now, but she would someone say something, get his attention. She's gonna still mess with him, of course, I think. And I think that uh she's just pissed right now. Cause, you know, what's the use of staying together in the same house and uh I'ma mess with other people and I'm not gonna mess with you. Y'all are roommates at this point. So <laughs> I just think she's just saying that out of anger right now. But I do hear I, I am not mad at listen, don't do anything to me that you wouldn't want done right back to you. Because uh, we can we can all be foul around here. Uh, Vicky Huff said it's cheaper to keep her. And HR said this is dysfunctional and crazy as. Archie said. Read what Archie said. He said kick rock, child support and visitation rights. <laughs> all right, y'all. Someone who seems to have the best marriage playbook made a big announcement on social media. Singer Sierra and her husband, NFL quarterback Russell Wilson, announced that they are expecting their third child together. How happy are we for Sierra and Russell, Al? We're going to give those opinions, Claudia, on tomorrow's show. Oh, my God. I didn't miss the time. Oh, okay. We we just had so much fun with this. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Danny, for joining me tonight. We will talk about that tomorrow. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for In Style, Atlanta Uncut. We will see you back here tomorrow, and we will pick up with Sierra and Russell. That'll be the first story, I promise. Y'all have a good one. Bye, soulmates. Bye, Bye soulmates.